three, two, one. Happy Monday, start of the week. You got the first day out of five under your belt. Now you can sit back, relax with the Dennis and Andy show. I'm Andy. I'm Dennis. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on this fantastic Monday, everybody. And of course, I had to hear a little whining from Dennis before the show backstage because boo-hoo, he almost got a paper cut today. Because I had him doing a little manual labor over here. Wah, Dennis. Those hands yeah. are those hands are made for work. They're made for working. Well, tell them what we were working on, Andy. They might they might sympathize. I got my first man books in for my Indiegogo campaign on Saturday. So I got right to it over the weekend, signing them, because I'm signing all the books for everyone. And then after signing, I was doing that today still. And uh, Dennis came over and was uh, nice enough to bag and board the books for me and throw in all the little goodies in the backside, the, the bookmark, the trading card, and uh, the magnet. And there's a special goodie I'm putting in that I'm not telling anybody. They'll just see it when they get it. I got a couple of hundred done. So, hey, that's not bad for an afternoon. It's not bad for an old guy like you. I know, right? So, say, Andy, <laughs> we got a special guest tonight. We do. Is he available? He is available. We are proud to welcome to the show creator Patrick, Patrick Thomas Parnell. My God, I always, I sort of got, I haven't done one show where I've introduced the person and not fucked up the name somehow. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not available. I, I am married, so. Okay, uh -huh. well, he's unavailable. <laughs> I mean, I'm here, but I'm, 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 I'm unavailable. That's right. How's it going, brother? It's going pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for joining us tonight. Dennis, is, it's nice to meet you. Yeah, it was yeah. nice to meet you. Can't wait for this interview. This is the Patrick Show. So anything you want to talk about, obviously, Ultra Star. Actually, we can start with that. I know I'm, I'm, I signed up to it with the email on Indiegogo. When are you actually launching it? Uh, the Ultra Star campaign? Yeah. Um, I, I believe I'm going to do that on Good Friday. Oh, so, um, so, so it's the Friday right before Easter. Um, I'm going to launch it somewhere, either on my channel or someone else's. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, like right now, like we have the, the mailing list going up and it's going pretty well so far. We're, we're about at like 500 or 600 people signed up. Dude, that's and, awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, things are going well. So, um, I, I brought some artwork to show off and, and we can oh, check beautiful. it out or. Yeah. Now, I'm, you know, as an Indiegogo newbie that I am. Mm -hmm. uh, what what is your experience like? When did you put up that sign up list? How far out before launch? Because uh, well, this is all stuff I need to start thinking about for my second one. So so you know I, I have two things that I work on. Um, you, you probably know Andy, uh, but I, I work on Johnny Phantasm, mm -hmm. and then now I'm doing Ultra Star. Ultra Star is a book that I did about ten years ago, um, right when I graduated from the Kubert School. Um, oh, nice. It, and I um, I revamped like revamped it, um, adding more to the story, um, all new artwork. Um, but I, like what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be bouncing around from doing Johnny Phantasm and Ultra Star. So what happened was like about halfway through the Johnny Phantasm 1985 and action figure campaign, mm -hmm. I put up the signing list for for the Ultra Star. So it's like I, I always kind of want to have something in motion while I have something kind of waiting in the wings, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. and then, so as soon as I close one thing, I can kind of amp up the other thing and then launch that. And then, you know, halfway through ultra star, I'm going to put up the signing list for the next Johnny phantasm. Um, oh, so, cool. so, so that way I can kind of just kind of keep the machine going, um, keep it at a nice pace and just kind of, um, you know, produce, like I'm, I'm trying to produce four to five books a year. Um, like we'll see if that happens. Um, that, but, that was my but, next question is what your target was a year. So, well, That's so, so far this year, we, we did, uh, 19, um, Johnny Phantasm 1997. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about a, almost a year ago. It was, it, was, it was not quite even a year yet. Um, we did three issues of that. That was one campaign altogether. Um, and then we um, we did 1985 after that, which I'm fulfilling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did a short story that came along with the action figure, which was the Scarlet Heart 1989. So that's okay. my third. So so that's uh, one, two, three, four, five books right there uh, that, that I've done so far um, this year. I just have to get them out to people now. Um, and then hopefully by the end of the year, I'll have Johnny Fantastic 1993 done. So that'll actually be like five or six books this year. Um, so I'm trying to do a lot of books right now, Andy. That's, that's, uh, that's the answer to the <laughs> <I can> question. <laughs> well, you're younger than me, so. <laughs> well, well, you know, like I have a lot of catching up to do. Like out of school, you know, I, I got into the illustration game. You know, I worked for... Um, you know, Wizards of the Coast and the New York Times, and I, I worked as an illustrator, but I didn't really jump in there as a comic book illustrator. Right. I, I would I would do covers and pinups here and there, but I never had an opportunity to kind of really jam on something. Um, so when and, did you and, uh, when did you attend the Cuber School? What years? Because I went. I know it was, you know, after obviously after me, because I went eighty eight to ninety one. Okay. Um, I went. I, I finished in um, two thousand four. Oh wow! So two thousand one to four, I guess, fall of two thousand one. Is that right? Yeah. Well, it was it was it was kind of mixed up because I was actually there when when nine eleven happened, and then I was oh, kind yeah. of I, I was bouncing back and forth between two art schools at that time. I I was going to Ringling down in in um, Florida as well, but then I was also going to the Cupid School like one year. I kind of go back and forth. Oh so wow! I, yeah, yeah. So I, I actually got my my degree or whatever from the Cupid School, and I got my degree from Ringling as well. Um, but yeah, th- that was 2004 uh, when I graduated the uh, uh, the Hubert School, which you know seems like forever ago. But um, maybe, maybe it was. I guess it was 25 years ago. 20 years ago. 2004. Yeah. No, oh, 2004 oh. was only uh, 17 years ago, right? Mm. Only. Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> I, I literally this year is my 30th anniversary. <laughs> so That's crazy. You got a ways to go. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Patrick, I always like to, for for creators that I haven't met yet, mm-hmm. kind of like to find out the origin. So, obviously, you went to the Kubert School. How'd you break into comics? And I heard Wizard of the Coast. So, you're talking to a D&D guy from basically 1986 here. So, he kind of mm-hmm. piqued my interest. Oh, right on. Well, yeah. So, um, when I was like looking for work when I got out of the Cuba school and this is when I was actually going to Ringling at the, at the same time I was looking for illustration work and you know one of the first gigs that I got was um doing illustrations for actually for D&D um I was I was doing I was working on the strategy guides um and I was also working I was doing illustrations for their website as well um and then I also worked on a project called Gamma World which is basically like it's like D&D but in the future it, yeah, it's oh. it, it's a property that was around in the early 80s and then wizard of the coast bought it and then they revamped it um so i worked on that for a little while um and then when i started doing that is actually when i became a college instructor and i was actually a college instructor for like 11 years oh, um, really? I, yeah I, I taught at ringling for a while i, I taught computer illustration oh, um, cool. and drawing to computer animators um i did that for about eight years and then I was working at a state college up until this past semester um, when I decided to kind of just devote everything to comic books and toys and this web stuff. Um, so I, I, it's that's one of the reasons why I'm doing so many books is because I, I'm not teaching anymore. And I've kind of relied on my teaching paycheck for actually a very, very long time. Um, so I had to kind of line up enough work to kind of just kind of make me sleep at night, you know? Um, so now I have, you know, things are going well, uh, you know, things in Comicsgate are going well, um, you know, and everyone is networking and really making some, um, I I think everyone's having some success. Um, and the more that the mainstream comic book industry collapses, um, you know, we can kind of siphon those people off because they, people still want to read comic books, you know, people still want comics. They just don't want those comics. So, um, it's, 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 it's awesome. Like every time I see a bad Wonder Woman book or a bad Batman book or a stupid idea, I celebrate it because I just know that there's customers leaving and they're, they're coming my way. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Was that, was was that black and white or color? That's just the artist in me. I'm just curious. What, what thing? The Wizards of the Coast, the 
Oh, it's full color. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm a full color guy. I okay. like, I, uh, I, I'm kind of weird like that. Like, I, I like that's one of the reasons why I like comic books is because opposed to video games or movies is because it can be all me, you know. Right. Um. So it's it's nice to to be able to have something from start to finish, you know. Um, right. It, like, I, like I, I definitely give props to people that work in movies and games, but they're such a small. Uh, a clog in a, in a big machine. It's it's hard to kind of really uh, get too excited about it, you know. Right. Well, I assume. I I mean, I assumed with Johnny Phantasm and Ultra Star, you were doing the whole ball of wax, and I even assume you're probably. Are you doing the lettering as well? <laughs> well, actually, well, the first. Well, so so I I, I co-created and co-write um, uh, Johnny Phantasm with um, a friend of mine named Evan Posios. Mm-hmm. Who uh, he's 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 a Greek lawyer from uh, from Detroit, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so so he actually co-writes uh, Johnny Phantasm with me. Um, but yes, I did letter the first Johnny uh, Phantasm, um, 1985. We, we actually splurged, and I actually hired someone to do it for me. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, but yeah, normally, like if I had time, I would letter it myself. But um, like I said, like I have more books I want to do, and I don't want to kind of. Sp- waste time lettering i hate saying it like that because i know there's people there that that just do lettering but i, I mean you know, i don't I, you know honestly i don't think saying it like that's bad because like i don't letter i can letter okay in mm-hmm. an illustrator but i don't know all the bells and whistles like a professional does mm-hmm. so you know my buddy steve dutro who letters my stuff we went to the Kubert school together. We lived in the Clinton house in first nah. year. Uh-huh. You know, we both went all three years and he graduated and he was a hell of a cartoonist, mm-hmm. hell of a sense of humor. But, you know, when he graduated, um, he, his first gig was as a letterer and he stuck with it. Yeah. So, you know, for him, it was different than well, I, I mean, guess guys like, now like, because he hand lettered uh, for, you know, 10 years or so. And then created a font. Now everything he does is digital lettering. But you know what? He's great at it. He's a hell of a lot better than me. <laughs> and if I can, I'd honestly, two things. I'd rather kick him the work. And kind of like you said, I've got other things I can do that are more worth my time than letter. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's well, the same you know, with coloring. Like, I, 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 can, I can color my stuff, but it just takes me forever compared to a guy that does it all the time yeah yeah well i, I actually hire someone to do my flats now and then i go in and just oh, do cool. the, the do the shading and the highlights but you know like I, I don't feel bad for for letterers at all like i think the most successful guy that i went to school with at the cuber school his name is jared fletcher he's oh, yeah. like i don't he, know him but i know the name he, he's lettered like everything oh, you yeah. know he's you know so it's like i, I don't feel bad for letterers because i mean graphic designers actually make more money than illustrators do so sure well, it's like it's like you said with coloring, and you you hired somebody out to do the flats, which of course speeds you up. Now, I've never tried that. I'd like to try it as an experiment just to see the time difference if I get the page back flatted. Yeah. To see what I can do, but when I do, you know, when I color my stuff, it's just such a chore because of I think the flatting stage that by the time I get to the color stage, the rendering stage, I'm just like, oh, it took yeah, yeah, forever. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like the flatting stage just kills me. It's just like, it's like pulling teeth. It's like, you're basically just coloring, you know, on the computer. You're not doing any, you're not doing anything creative. So it's like, just hand it out to to someone that just wants to color on the computer for either like, like the, uh, the gal that I have do it. She, she is actually Italian. She lives in Italy. Oh, cool. And like, I think she just does it as like a pastime. Right. Like, like, like she doesn't really like, uh, have any ambitions to be like a, a full-time like colors or anything like that. Like she just kind of just like colors in the computer just to kind of like something to wind down at the end of the day, I think, you know? Now, do you have her when she does the coloring mm-hmm. or the flats, do you have her do it? So, you know, just I'm using a generic kit. Well, I'll use first man, for example. So first man's Chrome and yellow. Mm-hmm. So, do you give her direction like the characters need to have the base color that I need or just flat it because changing a color out from a flat takes no time. I, 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 I get her to go a little bit darker than what the um, local color and right. value would be, if that makes any sense. So, oh, yeah, it makes total get, sense. so, so I, I like, I like to paint up. 
Yeah. So it's like yeah. I, I want her. I, I get her to paint it everything a little bit darker than what the local color and value mm -hmm. would be. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. Yeah. That makes total sense. That's cool. So I assume growing up, you were always into comics and stuff. Or yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was growing up, like GI Joe and Transformers, you know, that was my jam. You know, that like that was that's that was it. You know, like I went down to the gas station down from the uh, down from my house on my bike, and that's where I would get all my GI Joe comics. Yeah, yeah. Um, Captain America comics, Transformers. Um, you know, I was obsessed with like Thundercats and stuff like that. So, um, you know, as I got older, you know, I kind of always had in the back of my mind, you know, that, you know, that, you know, someone were drawing these things. And, you know, I thought maybe one day I can do it. And then when I got into high school, I, you know, I was into skateboarding for a very long time. And then I got into playing the music. And then I was, I played in bands, I mean, almost my entire life. Oh, so. So in high school, I was actually in a band and, in and, uh, you know, like, like just for example, to, to show you how serious we were, um, instead of graduating high school, I went to Los Angeles to record with the same producer who recorded like offspring and stuff like that. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. So in my, like my, my late 18 uh, teens and my early twenties, like I was traveling around and touring in a punk band and playing with like bands like Os offspring, um, like AFI Pennywise. Yeah, uh, uh, bands like that. So I, I did that until I was on 21. And then when I was 21, um, that's when I went to the Kubert school. So it's like, I, like right out of high school, um, I kind of wanted to do art and, and I, and I got accepted, you know, I got accepted like Mike Chen accepted me, but I, yeah. um, I, I was playing music and I wanted to do that for a little while. Um, so I, I decided to do that. And then once that kind of ran out of steam, um, I, uh, that's when I decided to go to, uh, school at the Cuba school. Oh, wow. That's yeah, yeah. So, so from, I've, I've been Florida all over the place. Originally? Like what's that? Are you from Florida originally? No, I'm from New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm from New Jersey, but I live in Florida now. Right. Right. Got out of that cold weather. Well, did you live near the Cubert school in Jersey or? Um, no, well, my family was probably like an hour away from it. So like okay. I, I, in my history, there's a lot of, I, I was born in New Jersey. And then when I was young, I moved to Florida and then I moved back to New Jersey and then I moved back to Florida. Then I moved back to New Jersey. So I went back and forth quite a bit. <laughs> so I've lived in a million different places in, in New Jersey from like, you know, a lot of North Jersey. Um, yeah. And uh, and then I you know I lived in a couple of places in Florida, but yeah, I bounced bounced back and forth between New Jersey and Florida quite a bit. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I actually think I messed up my allergies a lot because I like just when oh, my yeah, when, cool. when my body would get used to like pollen in one state, then I'd move to another state, and then it would be like my I would have the worst allergies, and and now it's like my allergies are all messed up. So at the Kubert School, uh, first year, did you do the housing? Yeah, yeah, I, I was living at the mansion. Oh, nice. I was living second at the mansion. But, first? But what's that? First or second floor? Oh, I was at the very, very top in the attic, like that little attic room. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy, man. It was, um, I mean, you know, if, if no one doesn't know, like at the Joe Hubert School, they have this, this building. I'm not sure if they own it anymore, to be honest, but it's called the mansion, which was a historical kind of yeah. building, which was the original Kubert School. Mm -hmm. um and but when i went there and i think when andy went there it was like one of the dorms yep and it's like you want to just talk about the weirdest thing is you get like 30 nerds and you put them all in like a house together and you just see the weirdest shit happen i remember when like this was right when fight club came out is is when i was at a keyword school oh, so no. like so so somehow the these nerds thought that we could start like a fight club and so, 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 like every Friday, like, like in the living room at the the mansion, we put all the couches aside, and the people would just fucking fight, like nerds, like fighting each other, and it was all fun and games until this dude, like, we we did at the Clinton house this one night, and this one guy got his leg like broken completely in half. No way. Yeah, yeah. Like we we're having a barbecue and we we're drinking in the back, and this one dude, I forget his name is Mike. Uh, Mike, um, he, he's, he's a pretty uh, popular comic artist now. His name is Mike uh, Huddleston. Um, oh, yeah, I know that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, he was wrestling this dude, and like I didn't even see the leg break. I just, I just saw him go to stand up, and he was like standing up on like his nub, like halfway through his shin, and his leg was just like flat on the ground, and he was like standing <laughs> on his nub. And we're like, oh uh, dude, your leg's broke. And he was like, what? Uh, and I was like, 
because we were all drunk at at the sure. school. I'm like, we're we're out of here. <laughs> I was like, See, good the, luck with that broken leg. <laughs> so when I went, the movie that came out that, I mean, over three years, I'm sure more memorable movies came out. But the one that sticks to my mind that spawned a couple things was The Doors, right? Oh yeah. And there was a scene in The Doors where were Val Kilmer. Were you guys doing a bunch of acid at the Cuban school? I wasn't, but some of my uh, <laughs> classmates were. Uh, there was other stuff going around that that I, uh, you know. So, uh, um, this one dude, because in the in the doors, Val Kilmer, like, I, I think he jumped off the second floor balcony or something, at some point during the movie, as you know, Jim Morrison. Yeah. And uh, there was a house. That, so the three houses. For the for the living were the mansion, the carriage house, and the Clinton house. Yeah. When I went, uh-huh. and that main road in front of the Cuba school that was forty six, wasn't it? Yes. Route forty six, and you would take forty six up to the mansion, right? Uh, if I yeah. Remember right. Yeah, yeah. And you take a right. And then on the right hand side, before you got to it, there was this one house that was pretty big that wasn't officially school housing. Uh, oh, like oh, the Joe didn't house. Own it. Huh? The frat house. Yeah, the frat house. I I, I live there too. <laughs> okay, so Joe didn't own it. No. But it was a place for people to live oh, after man, first if, year. If, if he owned that, he would have gotten into a lot of trouble. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it wasn't there like a second floor you could walk out. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a little party area. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. So after the doors, we all went back to that house because a bunch of our friends lived there and were drinking and all that. And a dude got up on that second and jumped right off. Busted up his ankle. Oh, that's so. awesome. Like, the, like when we lived there, that place was all pimped out. Like, we had, like, a bar out there on the balcony, and then we had a foosball table. But we had some crazy, crazy, crazy fights. Or not fights, parties. I mean, there were fights, but we had crazy parties there. And we try to, like, we used to try to throw bottles across the 46 from the, from the second floor. <laughs> yeah, but here's here's why you could probably get away with that. When we went there, so every housing had a, RA, you know, the resident advisor, yeah. which was a third year student, right? So not only did the carriage house have a resident advisor, uh-huh. or not the carriage house, but the mansion, Mike Chen basically lived in the basement. <laughs> so you couldn't, dude, when we went there, you couldn't get away with shit. I bet. Mike would just come upstairs. And our figure drawing teacher, a guy named Ben Ruiz, stayed in the basement as well. And Ben wouldn't let you get away with anything either. So it was really pretty. Like, we went to Rock, was it called Rockaway Mall? Yeah. Is that the name of it? Yeah. We went to Rockaway Mall. And when we went there, and this is one change I know from when we went to when you went. When I went to the Kubert School, there was there was a hundred first year. This is I'm I'm basically just referring to my first year because that was more the party year with the houses. Mm-hmm. So in my first year, there was a hundred of us. And then between second and third year combined, there was probably 75. So there's like 175 students total. Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding. In my first year, out of the 175 students, there were maybe three girls total going to the school. <laughs> yeah. So so a bunch of us. And in my first year class of 100, there was two. And that was it. So a bunch of us made up flyers. And put the mansion's address on it, and you know, big party, you know, BYOB, <laughs> and went to Rockaway Mall and was just walking around handing them out. <laughs> so, like, all these people show up at the mansion to party, and Mike Chen just comes out to the front and he's like, Nope, nothing's going on here. Everybody has to leave. Oh my and we're gosh. Like, oh, dude, come on. You're <laughs> killing us, man. That's too so, funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, my you missed out going to a regular college, Dennis. Did you do well? No, my my stories are probably worse than that. So, yeah, but that, those are stories for a different day. Matter of fact, I when I got flipped, we also used to fight, and I got flipped onto the curb, and it went right down through my bone. So I've got a permanent lack of feeling in my leg down below. Oh, that's not getting good. Getting flipped, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. By the way, Johnny at Rando had posted. It said. Mike walks with a limp, Huddleston. <laughs> oh, yeah. Does, that, it, does he walk with a limp? <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine if he broke his leg that bad. 
Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. He 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 didn't he didn't finish that year in, and I don't think he actually came back. He just went he just went for just the first year. Oh wow! Um, but 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 he, I mean, he did all right. I mean, he was drawing Deadpool and Wolverine for a while. So I mean, I you know he did fine. <laughs> oh yeah, totally, totally. That's awesome. So Patrick, mm. there, usually I, I like to find out who what what comic book. Now I heard you say Transformers and GI Joe. Um, what got you into comic books? Was it those guys? And who do you like to draw the most that's not your own creation? Uh, well, I mean, I, it's like at a certain age, I, I, I started to figure out that, that, that people were making these things. Um, and uh, I mean, it, it was, I think it was probably like Michael Golden or Michael Zeck were one of the first guys that oh, I really, yeah. really liked just because they were – drawing the the gi joe stuff that i was reading at the time um but then you know i uh you know it's like i would find things like um you know like bill sinkevich uh um what's it called the um new, new mutants or... yeah, like, oh, like yeah. The new, like the new mutant stuff kind of caught my attention because i thought it was cool but i couldn't understand why and, and that's when i started I think when I saw Bill, uh, Bill Sienkiewicz is, is when I started to realize that there was different guys making these things mm -hmm. um, because I would be like, this doesn't look like this. You know, why, why is that? And that's when I was, I mean, I'm, I was probably only like nine or 10, but I started to kind of register that there was like differences between things and, and I started noticing names. Um, so, so that's, you know, th those were my first things that I, I, I really, really liked and it kind of got me into it. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. You know, yeah. it's pretty funny that when you look at what, what, what kids think about. My, I took my son to one of his first Comic Cons. Mm -hmm. And don't ask me why. I'm an X-Men guy. But he became a Deadpool guy. He loved mm. Deadpool as a, as a young kid. And we went to a convention. And I walked up. And there was one of the artists for Deadpool. Mm. Well, And then he goes, what do you mean artist? And the guy <laughs> goes, well, I, I draw them. And my son's like, don't you just hit a button on the computer and it prints out the stories? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. no. He goes, son, it takes 13 of us to put a book together. Yeah. My whole son just blew up. Well, then he goes, well, let me introduce you one of the writers. Here's an anchor. Here's the, uh, the letter. They were all there. So they all got together and they were fawning over my son because they're like, kid, here's how, what we have to do. And they were explaining <laughs> this all to him. His eyes got big. That's when you realize a child just was exposed to reality and what a cool reality comic books is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, He assumed everything was just a computer. They printed it out. Marvel hit a button and it printed out comics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that brings up a good question. Do you work digital or traditional? Uh, well, I, I work traditional as much as I can. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, well, I'd so like to hear. So, so like, uh, you know, especially with a lot of the Johnny Phantasm stuff, I'll, I'll paint some covers. Uh, because I, I, you know, I like the idea of doing like a painted cover and then doing like the insides like yourself. Yeah. Um, but so like the way that I've been working recently is I will draw something in, uh, in the computer in clip studio and mm -hmm. then I, I print it out in blue line and then I ink it by hand. Um, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. So, so I have that original to sell, but also there's just, um, you know, there's a certain, uh, like with, that, that are easier to see by eye uh, by looking at the paper as, as mm -hmm. opposed to zooming in. Um, and, and I noticed that you know, that's kind of a hard thing to do is like when you're, you know, when you're working digitally, sometimes people will zoom in mm -hmm. and they'll work on a part that's like uh, not really that important, but they're zoomed in. So they're not really aware of what they're doing and they zoom out. And then it's like one part will have a lot of detail and the other part don't. It's actually an interesting story. So with the last Johnny Phantasm project, um, we had Michael Golden do a piece for us. Oh, and, now you got to show that while we're on the stream. So I've never uh, seen that. Oh, you haven't seen that? Okay. No. Um, well, well, he, he, he did it digitally. And yeah. I mean, it looks great. Okay. Like, I'm, 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 obviously it looks great because, you know, I paid for it. Uh, but um, it, I can tell that he's kind of, just starting to get into using digital stuff. <laughs> and, and the reason why is because like, I, I can, I, I, like I could look at the file and I could see where he, where he would zoom in and work on some stuff where he like spent a lot of time working on details. Um, whereby in certain areas, he didn't really add a lot of details because he was probably zoomed out and he didn't really notice the difference. Like, like, you oh, know what right. I'm referring to? Yeah. 
So it's like like his face. I'm trying to find a good example of it before I bring it up. Like his face will have a lot of detail, um, and like here I'll, I'll bring this up and, and show it to you. His his face will have a lot of detail, but um, and his gun belt does, but like his hands don't, which is and his gun doesn't, uh, which is kind of weird. Um, and and again, it's only something that you could probably notice if you zoomed in um, right. with in, with Photoshop. <clears throat> yeah, let me pull that up. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to zoom in on it. Let me just try and full screen, see if I can see. Yeah, well, I, I can zoom in. Uh, so, oh, so, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, it's just funny. I mean, and again, it's just it's it's the it's a classic Michael Golden layout. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Like like the shooting at the camera and and the blast, but it looks kind of like animated. So you see, like look how detailed like the face gets. Like right here, there's there's a lot of stuff happening, but you can't find out what it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You could tell that he just went ham with being able to zoom in and like put all the details, you know. And it's and and that's when when you're working digital, like like see the stitching on the gun. Oh yeah. On, on the on the uh, the 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 strap, that might yep. even be a photo that he 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 photo batched. But yeah. but uh, it's just you know it's like when you're when you're like when you're first starting to work digitally, sometimes things like that kind of uh, get you know get past the radar a little bit and, 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 and you have to kind of learn how to, you know, uh, you know, no, no, know your different widths that you use is what I'm trying sure. to say. So, so when I print it out by hand and I ink it, it's like, I know that distance from my face to the paper and how, how thick a line is supposed to be. Oh yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I draw, I draw everything on, you know, digitally and then except I use sketchbook pro. I like the way the pencil feels and that mm. program better. And then uh, I just take it into, Photoshop. So I have to do a couple steps because you probably don't have to do this using all clip studio. Um, I take it into Photoshop, convert it to the blue. Well, hello, North free. And, um, and then print it out in blue and, you know, start tightening it up in pencil and ink it. So mm -hmm. I hear you. Since you got that up, if you want to show some ultra star stuff. Yeah, I, I I brought some things to kind of show off a little bit. So yeah, definitely. Um, let's see what, what will I show first. I will show. Uh, oh well, oh. I'll, I'll kind of just go over some 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 of the character designs, some of the characters. Yeah. So 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 this is Ultra Star, and and, and basically Ultra Star. Well, actually, we'll just we'll show it off the, with the showstopper. There this, you go. This this is a, a cover by uh, Kenneth Brokaford. Oh, um, nice. who, who everyone's familiar with just just did that that Bane suit piece for John Malin and that Great yeah. Airship Three uh, Bane suit uh, edition. Yeah. Um, but I, I I let Kenneth uh, read Ultra Star uh, and he thought it was really good and you know he, he was like you know if you decide to do this again and he, he offered to do the cover so I was like you know oh, what nice. you, you just inspired me to do to do this again. <laughs> uh, but well, well, so so it's a funny story. Is I actually drew thirty-two pages of this for IDW. Really? Uh, yeah. So I was I was talking with the editor over there that I've been talking with for a very long time, and he hit me up a couple years ago, and he was like, "Hey, he's like, do you still have that Ultra Star idea?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, I'm over at IDW now. You know, maybe we, you know, we could bring it over here." So I was like, "Okay." So I started I started working on it, um, but then I started working on Johnny Phantasm with with uh with with my buddy evan and kind of mm -hmm. shelved it for a little while uh and then you know recently you know when i was i decided i was going to quit uh teaching i was like you know i want to do another book and i was like oh sh i was like i forgot i had this ultra star book that was just been sitting here um the guy who i was talking to at idw he, he actually got canned oh so so it's like it was just in limbo so i was just like i have 32 pages drawn already all i have to do is get it inked and get it colored you know the story's already done let's just do this so you know i talked to kenneth he was able to flesh out a cover for me and it came out really well um and then i went back and did a this this is actually a redo of mm -hmm. of a, a a piece that was in the original ultra star but i kind of just redrew everything from scratch um re-inked it up and you know this is kind of this my my shot of the team now ultra star was kind of like my version of like justice league or avengers or something of that nature oh cool um it, like i i've always been like fascinated with uh shazam or uh not so much cap or like um 
Superman, but more like kind of like 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 Mr. Majestic is, is another one of my favorite. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I kind of like like the B like the B Superman team. You know what I'm saying? I've yeah. always I've always been kind of fascinated with like like with those guys. Um, so you know, this is kind of like my version of a Superman or or um, Captain America or Justice League or Avengers or Watchmen type story. Cool. Um, so yeah, here's here's a, a, a promotional piece. This will be part of the story as well. Um, and then here's here's a couple of the pages. Oh, nice. And um, it, you know, like I I you know I'm trying to make this a very like. Uh, like like compared to my Johnny Phantasm, which is more kind of like gangster, um, Will Eisner, Sin City type style. Um, I'm trying to go more of like just classic superhero comic book style with with Ultra Star, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it totally does. Sure. Yeah, um, Brad, Brad's asking a question. It says, "Is Ultra Star the beginning of another ongoing series, Patrick?" Yeah, yeah. So there's gonna be there's gonna be three acts in Ultra Star. Um, and it might be broken up into four parts. I, I'm going to see if I can do a three, but it might end up being four parts. So um, it's going to be, I mean, this is going to be a, a complete story in itself, but there's going to be um, three acts. It might be three or four individual books. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I'm doing with First Man is the one that's going to be fulfilling now. And mm -hmm. then there's a second one and then a third one to kind of like that trilogy, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just it's easier just to kind of break them down and just into the acts. See, you started something with the action figures. You're gonna do some more, a little Ultra Star, maybe. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've I so like like what's awesome about the action figure is so far everything else has has gone really well with it. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know they're being produced right now and they should be over here very shortly. Um, it it was actually a really uh painless and so far easy process. Um, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. So, and and everyone responded very well to the uh, the toys. I mean, it was a gamble because because we bought them beforehand. Um, oh, okay. It was it wasn't like we 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 got the money and then we 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 pre ordered and we ordered them. Like we we ordered, uh, you know, um, we ordered five hundred fifty like just right off the bat. I can't, oh, cool. I can't so were they off of a. Uh... Uh, a figure sculpt that was like already done, not like a custom one. You know uh, what I mean? So, so, so some of the parts of um, Johnny share uh, a sculpt with with this this toy called Mofo. Um, okay. And 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 what happened with that was um, the guy who originally sculpted uh, Johnny Phantasm, who I have I have right here, I can show him off since people, since people know who I'm talking about. Oh yeah, like like, like like the original guy who sculpted Johnny Phantasm is actually the guy who sculpted Cara Dune. Oh really? Yeah, um, and he, he was actually a student of mine um, over at, at Ringling. Oh and, nice. And, and and he sculpted, uh, you know, he sculpted the whole body, but but here. It's just the head, the hat, the necklace, the gun strap, and the torso are are, are the parts that he made. Um, right. This this company that we ended up teaming up with, um, I, I brought the mold to them, and they were like, you know, we just we we just so happen to have a guy that's like in a suit that looks just like your guy, his arms and his legs, you know. Oh, nice. And they're like, they're they're like, we we already have the mold done, you know. It would save you like ten grand if you just use that. And we <laughs> and we were like, well, let's just do that then. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And then here, here you can see this this guy right here, who is a henchman who we're, we're working on getting these made. You can tell that he has the same arms and legs yeah. and stuff. Now, did your oh, sculptor cool. guy? Did he sculpt it digitally in ZBrush or? Yep, 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 ZBrush. And then, uh, and then he just sent me the file. But yeah, he's 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 worked on um, everything from Cara Dune to My Little Pony mm -hmm. to GI Joe. Um, he's worked on a bunch of stuff for Hasbro. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, like, um, we're, we're definitely gonna be doing some some Ultra Star action figures uh, eventually, and some other um, characters from from Giant Phantasm as well. And, and we're doing yeah. new colors and all that stuff as well. So yeah, I mean, like, we're just gonna just do as much stuff as we can, you know. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Do you like to work? Uh, I'm just curious, looking at your background and other live streams we've been on together. Do you like to work with less lighting or more? Well, I mean, it like depends on what you're working, not, with, not on this right now. You're just in your studio drawing. Is it like desk lamp and that's it? 
Or... Uh, well, this is the, this is my usual working atmosphere. Unless I'm cutting something at the the table over here, then I have my my light where I turn on over there. Yeah. Um, my 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 light box is back there as well. So when I'm tracing something, I I go back there. But it's usually pretty dark in here for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So going, I, I know you do, uh, you talk toys a lot and stuff mm -hmm. on some of your streams. What, um, do you have like favorites? Well, uh, I mean, this is not going to be a surprise to you guys at all. Uh, I mean, GI Joe, Transformers, yeah, yeah. uh, Voltron, uh, oh, Mask, oh, yeah. He-Man, of course. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have the, do you have the original 1983? Yeah. Yeah. I, actually over my shoulder. Damn you. Um, Hold so on. do I, but I'm missing. This is the one I bought when it came out, 1983. But I'm missing his shield and sword. Oh, uh, right on. But, I, but yeah, I lost him at some point because this is you know 37 years old. So, <laughs> I uh, if 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 you look at my back, um, on my back speaker behind, I'm trying to my my cat my cat hit a button, but these right here, these, <laughs> yeah, these are all uh, OG um, He Man up there. Are they really? Wow. 83, 84. And then I have I have the original He-Man uh, battle armor and then the original Skeletor, the, the South American Skeletor down here in a case that's down here uh, uh, down below. Now, like, I'm not sure if you know this about He-Man, but but the first year that He-Man was made, it was made in South America. No, I didn't. Um, yeah, so it's like it's weird. Like, in the 80s, not not, not everything was made in, in Japan and China. Like, like, we still made stuff in this hemisphere, you know, and down in, in South America as well. Uh, but yeah, like, um, so if you ever see a Skeletor that has like a half blue boot, like it's blue on the front half of his boot and it's light blue on the back half, that's that. a, that's, that's the first, that's the first Skeletor. It's called a South American Skeletor, but that's, that's, that's like the first, the first run of them or whatever. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and then also if, 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 if you find like a, a, a man in arms with two red dots on his head. Yeah. That's also a South American a man at arms. Um, really, a yeah. buddy of ours. Man, I wish you lived closer because a buddy of ours, about an hour from here, just opened up a, a toy slash comic shop. But it's definitely he's he's definitely more into the toys. He's a stuff. toy guy. Uh -huh. yeah, he's a he's a big toy guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, he goes to conventions and stuff too. But the store is just like phenomenal. You know. Yeah. So I heard you say Voltron. Mm -hmm. Are you the Lions Voltron guy or the spaceship Voltron guy? Uh, well, you're saying spaceships, but I I assume you mean vehicle Voltron. It is. Yeah, I did mean vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Well, like vehicle Voltron is actually uh is the one I prefer. In in the sticker pack. Oh, it's not in here. It's, of course, it's not in the sticker pack that we have. Let's see if I got a sticker of it. Maybe in this one. So with the Johnny Phantasm 1985, there was a sticker pack that you could get. And uh, I, I don't have a picture of one, but in one sticker pack, you got, uh, oh, there it is. So in one sticker pack, you, you got the vehicle, vehicle Voltron head. Yep. And then in the other, in oh, the nice. other, in the other one, you get the cat Voltron. Head. Oh, oh that's awesome. Yeah. Dude, so. I'll be honest. I only know. I only know of the the cat Voltron. Oh, really? I've never, I don't think I've ever seen. Maybe no, I have, but no, no, no. no the I think Voltron, Voltron. I think the cat. Well, so so the, like the cat Voltron is actually called Voltron Three. This this oh. guy is Voltron One right here, and then Voltron Two is actually three robots that form one big robot. Um, but yeah, like like vehicle Voltron is awesome because it takes fifteen pieces for him to turn into the robot, where the cat was only five pieces. You know, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, vehicle Voltron is my jam. You know, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's, just, it's, just because almost everybody I know they're only into the to the lions, and they're like, "What? What? What do you mean vehicle ships? They're they're wearing like <laughs> they were." So I I grew up with Shogun Warriors. You know. Uh -huh. It was Robotech, Star Blazers at six o'clock in the morning, uh -huh. and then you had uh, the very but, first Voltron I watched was the vehicles. There's there's a there's a Robotech guy. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. look at that! Love it, love <laughs> it. Veritech fan here, SDF one, love that stuff. 
Yeah. Hey, so but this- most everybody's only in the Lions. That's why that's just awesome to hear. So Ryan Blue Thunder wants to know, uh, have you seen the Mezco 112 scale Destro? Uh, yeah. I believe yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, our buddy has that. I'm sure he does. I Tracy. bet Tracy's got it in the shop. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he does. Yeah. This guy deals with high end stuff. And so it's not just, you know, act, it's, it's definitely stuff you won't find at Target. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, North, North like, Three's asking how much it is. <laughs> even, even, even the stuff that you find at Target isn't at Target, and and I talk about that on my my channel all the time because, like, since Toys R Us has gone away, they they've had to split up their uh their their um what's it called their exclusives. Uh huh. Um, so, I mean, people are getting in fucking fights at, at target right now over certain figures over here. Like I have a figure that's behind me. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a Cobra Viper and I had to drive like two hours to go to a target to be there at seven 30 in the morning so I can get them. Did you um, really? Yeah, yeah. Did you call it, in advance to make sure that the yeah the I truck called I called it? I called in advance and they said they were going to put them out overnight so it'd be there first thing in the morning. But yeah, it's like Target doesn't know how to handle exclusives, and um, Hasbro doesn't know how to handle GI Joe right now. Uh, like it's crazy. So I, I actually want to make a video about this. But so so GI Joe right now the toy line there's oh. no movie. There's no comic book. There's no cartoon to promote it at, at all. It's it's relying on just pure nostalgia, right? Wait, I thought IDW put out a GI Joe book. Well, but it has nothing to do with the toys. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. It right, has nothing right. to do with the toys, and right. the toys you, you can't keep them on the shelf because because really? because people's imagination of what they remember GI Joe is enough to sell it on, and and this has been my problem with IDW. Those fucking morons over there. Because all they have to do is just do nostalgia and they would be selling out, but they're not, you know, it's like, they're making right. stupid characters. They're making stupid story decisions. They're letting Larry Hanna, you know, continue to write it when he's just, he, he, I mean, he, he was, he was good back in the, in the eighties, but I mean, he's, he's kind of, I mean, he's kind of stale, you know, it's like, right. I, you know, like what has Larry Hanna done lately, you know? Right. Um, and uh, it's just, it's just crazy because, this target can't can't keep these toys in walmart can't keep they're in walgreens you can't find them at walgreens but yet you know they have trouble selling comic books and i, I right. don't understand and it's, and it's because they're injecting new ideas they're not just relying on nostalgia but yeah like right now like it's it's hard to find the the, the action figures at target i, lo- I love this uh, yeah, North Three. I would love to have a first man figure. So you know, I'll have to talk behind the scenes about Patrick, about his uh, his sculptor guy and stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, there, there's a couple of different ways you can do it. You can start off with a sculpt, or you can find a company that has like a blank body, like what you were talking about, right? And, and you and then you can kind of just buy their body sculpt, and then maybe just get certain pieces made for your guy. You know, there's 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 many different ways to do it now. You know. Yeah, I'll have to talk to you because I, I I'm clueless when it comes to that stuff. Well, I um, mean, I, I I had to do a crash course uh, in it. You know, like I knew a little bit about toys, but since I started getting into making them, um, like I was unaware of this. Like in China, you know, you, you know what? When when you go to a, a part in town and it's like in, in that part of town, that's where all the car dealerships are. Yeah, yeah. Well, like in China, that's how the toy factories are. Like when Real. you go to a, a certain part of town. All they make are like robots and transformers and Voltron stuff. That's all they make. But then you go to another town, another part of town. All they make are like the Kenner style figures. You know, it's just like they, everyone in that area and that in that ten block radius will make the same type of action figure. And then if you go, to, you know, the next town over, that that whole town will make like six inch Legend styles figures. It's oh, like man. another buddy of ours that lives in town is a big toy collector uh-huh. and <laughs> Dennis can, Dennis can back this up. I went to his place. He lives in a three bedroom place. One bedroom's his bedroom. Mm-hmm. One bedroom is his stash of stuff. He doesn't want to sell, but it's just shelves. And it's like, I got one of the, um, Oh God, I'm blanking on the name of it. And it's out of arm's reach. It's one of the, uh, the, the posable, um, 12 inch real lifelike looking action figures. man. Huh? He's got a whole ton of action man. 
but he has so he, he'll be like oh wait because uh, I bought the figure off him for photo, you know, for posing reference every now and then and stuff. And it's like the Arnold Schwarzenegger body, uh-huh. basically. And he's like, "Wait, let me look through my heads. I'm sure I got a head that can go with that." He's just the heads are everywhere. <laughs> but then you walk into another, another his the third bedroom, and he's got pegboards on the walls oh, and yeah. stuff just hanging off pegboards. It's all shit that he just wants to get rid of sooner or later. And I'm like, "Oh my god, you've got like a mini freaking store." Yeah. Guys, well, I mean, well, that's what my. I mean, if you look at my house, that's what my house looks like up here. See all the. Yeah. Well, I remember you posting some photos. I think it was. And then, on Twitter, and then, I, and then I have over here. I have a case right next to me, and then I have two cases behind me. Then I have. Yeah. I got them, and then I and then over here, all on the shelf, I got them all up there. Wow. Yeah, I, I actually like 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 the wife actually said that we said that we that we got to tighten it up a little bit. You know, <laughs> we got to we, we got we to bring in the reins a little bit. I, 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 I kind of was going to push it to see how far I could go. And then she, you know, I got the tap, you know, so That's you're, right. you know, we're, you're good. You know, it was it was that guy that did it. So is is uh, <laughs> is she into this type of stuff at all? Like my wife has no like, you know. Uh, She'll well, come yeah. up here and be like, "Why do you need all this space?" And I'm like, "What do you? What? what are you <laughs> well, about? no, there's there's definitely some of that, but 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 she appreciates it. Like I, I met her at a, a, um, I was doing an art show and she ran the art gallery that I was doing an art show. Oh, so, that's so, cool. so, so she's in the art and like she works at a tattoo shop, so she's into art oh, and cool. tattoos and stuff like that. So, um, it's pretty good. Does she do the tattooing or no? No, no, she just gets them a whole lot. She oh, okay. she she's, she she's covered. She has more than I have. Right, but does she do it at the shop? Oh does no, she... no, no, no. She she like manages the shop and then she runs the art gallery. Oh, cool. One of my Jay, buddies and I Jay, Jay Lee said, Andy, I still have my matchbox 84 SDF one. Oh my god, that is awesome. That there is pretty you cool. go. That is I don't it's have any of my stuff. my Robotech stuff. Um a buddy of mine I went to the Kubert school with, and I'm blanking on his name because it's been 30 years and Honestly, after graduation, he was one of the guys I had to stay in touch with. But he became a really, I guess, famous tattoo artist. And he uh, he's out in San. Last I heard, he was out in San Diego, and he opened up a store, and he's really sought after. And I just can't remember his name. He's been in magazines and stuff, I guess. That's cool. So yeah, well, I mean, like like tattooing and you know, uh, comic book illustration are are pretty close. You know, there's oh, there's, sure. a lot, there's a lot of blacks. You know, uh, you know, like to to make a good tattoo, you have to have a lot of blacks to make it pop. Right. Uh, so, yeah. so that's where comics and tattoos kind of, you know, they 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 share that in, in common a lot. So, have you designed any of yours or your wife's? Uh, yeah, I've designed a couple of mine. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, I have a Ravage here that I designed, and uh, yeah, I've got some. I got some stuff on here like like that I've designed. Uh, I don't cool. think I've drawn anything on her. No. No. Well, it's funny, like with with some of these stickers I was showing you with this, um, with the Voltron heads, I was actually, uh, uh, you know, a a year or so back when I was kind of like in limbo, I wasn't sure what I was doing. I was actually kind of learning how to tattoo there for a minute. And those Voltron heads were actually pieces of flash. So, 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 so that, that, that Voltron head was actually designed to be a tattoo. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's, it's hard to tell, but it was actually done in color pencil. Oh, wow. That's cool. I uh, I've only designed a couple. I designed. I worked at a radio station for a while, and a program director asked me to design one for him and his wife. So I did. I don't know if she ever got it. I know he did because mm-hmm. I saw it. And then I designed one for a buddy of mine uh, in town, and it was really cool. It was just basically this really big ripped dude with big wings coming off his back. He was standing in like three quarters. So the wings mm. were going off behind him and he only had eyes and, you know, no face and he was going to put it on his pack, but he chickened out. So. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hold, hold, on, hold on a second. I have to move this cat. Yeah, go ahead. Go, 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 go. See my kid. No, he doesn't have that. Can't wait for the headphones. They they know when I'm doing something important. My cat does not. Well, he can't come up here. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Next page. That picked up first man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, my cat's not allowed up here for two reasons. One, he's an indoor only cat. 
and my office isn't connected to the house. It's it's in our garage. It's above the garage, but the garage isn't connected. Mm. And he is so scared of the outside that if you even if you're holding him and you walk towards a an outside door because he knows the difference, he'll just start <laughs> scratching and be like, "Get me out of here!" So, well, I actually <laughs> is your cat indoor only or no? Yeah, yeah. So okay, so ours is indoor only. It was so, probably. Uh, it, it, it was probably five or six years ago. I accidentally, he got out and uh -huh. I didn't realize it. My wife and daughter weren't home. Thank God. Cause they would have freaked out. But I heard meowing and I'm like, where the hell is that coming from? I, I went to the back door and he was sitting at the back door, just looking up at it through the <laughs> glass, just like terrified, like get me inside. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you think I'm doing. So it was pretty funny. Uh, let's see. What do you think is your best comic work? Oh, definitely the stuff I'm doing now. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm firing on all cylinders. I, I've I've had a, a lot of built up uh, comic book stuff in me um, that that I haven't been able to kind of let loose again. You know, just doing um, you know D and D and Wizards of the Coast type stuff, and you know uh, children's book illustrations, and especially being a teacher, it's like you 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 get a lot of built up uh, ideas in your head. So right now it's like um, everything is coming out like great. Like I think Johnny Fantasma 1985. Uh, I mean, it's my best. It's my best work. It's my best work. No, I'll, I hear you. I've got a page right here. I'll I'll show you. So I'll find a like this page, like this double page spread right here. Oh, that's nice. You know that that that's planning right there. That is, yeah, dude. No, that's that, really nice. That this doesn't happen. <laughs> but no, I mean, cool. so, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff in here where I'm just going for it, you know? Oh yeah. Now it's, is that printed on the newsprint type stuff you were talking about? It is. That? Doesn't it look it good? Is? Yeah. It, it looks does. real good. That's why I asked. Yeah. Yeah. Tell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks real good. I mean, even to the, like the, like the panel, that's like the very bottom, you know, it's like, just like some of the ideas that are coming out right now, I'm very happy with everything. But yeah, like the like this paper looks really good. Um, I'm I'm excited that these guys are local too. Um, I mean, even the kind of like 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 not lame pages, but but kind of in between no, pages. I know what you're talking about. They 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 came out really good. And then and then we have an ad here for the new the new story right here. Yeah, the, yeah. Actually, cool. I, don't want to, I, I don't want to show that. I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but what, what's fun? What's fun about this is this is actually inked by Art Thebert. Oh, is it? Very yeah. nice. You got big art to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm doing Extreme '93, so I wanted to have kind of an Extreme Studio type of feel. So I, I hope uh, you don't call. By the way, I hope you don't call him Thebert because it's Tabear, and he'll kill uh, you. Oh, uh, does he? <laughs> it's yeah. It's Art Tabear. Tabear. Okay. I, so. I hear Thebert. Yeah. I just yep. call him old, Gee, old that guy. Art. That's that's what Dennis did one time, and I'm like, no, I, dude, no. I did. I got slapped down. Like, so, I'll, what was the purpose of going with newsprint? What, uh, what was the? What were you trying to get out of that? So, so the first time that we did, like, like when we first started doing Johnny Phantasm, it was in it was twelve page like mini comics. Uh, and, and we we released one at New York Comic Con, then we, we released one at MegaCon, then one at New York Comic Con, then MegaCon, then New York Comic Con again, and we were going to do five of them. Um, and when we were done with the third one, like the third, like the third twelve pager, uh, that's around the time um, that was like summer of 2018, um, and that's kind of when I was, you know, I you know I I friended uh, John Malin on Facebook after I heard about like what happened with him. Um, over there at, at Marvel, I was going. I, I like. I, I was having a similar thing happen to me, but uh, with teaching, um, I was running into a lot of problems with a lot of SJWs on the college level. So I, you know, I, I was seeing it, it differently than they were. Um, but I was also. Uh, I was also. Well, I mean, this is kind of a, like a, like a little bit of a sidetrack. But um, I was supposed to start doing work for for DC, and I signed a a a. Um, well, it wasn't a contract, but it was like I filled out all my direct deposit information. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had all my tax information, and I was supposed to start doing. I did all these thumbnails for Action Comics, and um, an editor that I was working with over at Archie, he went over to DC. And you know he, you know, he, like he and I were supposed to do some stuff over there. And um, on on the Facebook, he he saw that I voted for Trump, 
uh, and I never heard from him again. Like he avoided me, uh, even at conventions, like he would just avoid my table. Um, I tried to get in touch with him, but like, he was like gun ho. Like I was going to be doing covers for action comics. And I was, I was very excited about the whole thing. And then, um, this is, this is like 2016. Um, you know, he disappeared. I never heard from him again. Um, I tried to get in touch with him and, and then that's when I started to kind of piece things together. And then that's when I, I stumbled onto John Malin's story. And then, you know, I was starting to get into comics, artist pro secrets uh, and then that, you know, that's, that was around 2018. And then that's when we started, you know, to do the crowdfunding thing. We did it. We did it. I, I'm, I'm getting back to the newsprint thing. I forgot what the question is. <laughs> we, 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 we printed the, the five mini comics and a thin graphic novel that was like 64 pages. Um, and I, I did that as a test because I wanted to find out just how this whole crowdfunded thing worked. Um, you know, I, I didn't have any delusions of having like a hundred thousand dollar campaign or a, a three million dollar campaign or anything like that. I just wanted to try to see if I could do it, and I did it. And I and it, it took me a while to fulfill the packages and learn how PayPal works or not PayPal, but well, the PayPal uh, um, shipping system works. Um, and I, I after I did it, I had more people asking me, you know you know, like they heard good things about it and they wanted to pick up the book again. So what I decided to do was, um, I, I, I ordered some, I, I ordered some, uh, uh, books from, from Peter at Alterna comics. And I actually mm -hmm. liked the newsprint feel. So, yeah. you know, I got in touch with him and I was like, Hey, I'm going to re put out this Johnny phantasm thing, um, that I just did, but people were still asking about it. So I added some more pages. Then that's how I got into the newsprint. And then it, it kind of turned into kind of like a, a period piece where, you know, the first book was 1990s or uh, 1977 and then 1985. Um, so in theory, you know, those books would have been on newsprint. Now that we're doing 93 is the next one. That's going to be like on glossy paper. And then when we do 2001, it's going to be a trade. Um, so it's like we're, we're kind of we're, we're turning them into kind of like period pieces that, that, that kind of go with the feel. Oh, that's right. cool. Yeah. Uh, that's my excuse anyway. <laughs> no, that's that's good reasoning. And I, you know, I I I remember when I first saw um, Peter's books, and I was like, oh, newsprint. Wow, well, yeah. I haven't seen that in a long time. Well, yeah. It, what, what's crazy is, that, like, I, I'm not sure what happened. Someone has explained to me, uh, like, like what the situation was, but something happened where uh, a lot of printing companies were um, given grants where they were able to upgrade their their printing uh like web press printing um machines so okay. especially in florida there was a lot of improvements in web press printing where like like you said when, when you're looking at that like that book even though it's through the, like the camera you could tell that it's decent colors yeah. like like web press printing has come like miles and miles from where it was before it's like so different now <laughs> yeah well i mean that's how i feel now that's right yeah, I mean, like I, I, I missed out. Like I wanted to work on something fun, like like that, like Superman. But I, I'm, I'm more than happy doing Ultra Star and Johnny Phantasm. But yeah, you know the, like again, like with the newsprint, it's kind of like a nostalgia thing. It's, it's something that I want to experience my artwork being on um, myself. Right. Uh, because right. you know when I was younger, everything was on newsprint. The feel, everything had a certain type of feel to it. Yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, that's that's uh, that's what I remember and stuff. That's why I do that fake uh, that parody ad in my book, but it's obviously not on newsprint. But I have a newsprint texture I put behind it and uh -huh. color it flat, so it totally yeah, looks I, I, like. Yeah, I like it. seeing that too. I see people do that too. Yeah, so I totally love that stuff. Um, well, cool. Uh, you want to get one last plug in before we wrap it? Well, yeah. Let, let me just uh, let me just share the sign up page real quick. Yeah. Uh, and and, if, right and so, so 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 what we're doing with um, the Johnny Fantas or not the, the the Ultra Star is now normally we would you know offer like a free trading card or something of the sort. Mm -hmm. um, this time around, we're just offering a little bit of money off. So so for example, um, you know it's like if you want to save five or ten bucks on your order you can kind of think of that as like free shipping, you know? Right. So, so if you sign up early, um, depending on what type of perk you, you, you get, uh, you, you, you can save anywhere from five to $10. Uh, 
again, and you can kind of think of that as this, you know, free shipping. Um, cool. But, you know, our slogan is, you know, DC has Superman, Marvel has Captain America. We, you know, CG, we have Ultrastar. And this, is, and this is kind of our, our alternative to Superman. Um, That's cool. That was great. <laughs> My cat is just driving me crazy right now. And then he's, <laughs> and he's, then he's like, I'm going to throw up right now. Oh no way! Is he making the noise? Yeah, he was like, he was like, right now, we're gonna do this. Oh no! <laughs> so I guess that's what he feels about Ultra Star, but that doesn't mean that's what how you have to feel about Ultra Star. That's right, Johnny Rando. Where are my Detroit Skeleton Pimp books, Patrick? <laughs> uh, they should be in route. I mean, uh, I you know, in, in just three days, I, I went through uh, um, a fourth or a fifth of them. So I mean, I think within two weeks. Uh, everyone's going to have them, even international people. So everyone should be getting them very, very soon. Awesome. Well, yeah. everyone, go uh, go definitely sign up at Indiegogo for Ultra Star Project Superman. I already have. So now it's your guys' turn to do that. So do the sign up. And uh, Pat, man, it was great hanging out. And stuff. Absolutely. I, I appreciate it. We don't have a huge channel. We're trying to grow it. So well, I just, I just like, ha I just like hanging out. Yeah. No, I love talking shop and stuff. And I know Dennis does, and if you ever have comic appraising questions, Dennis is the expert. So ah. you seem to be more of the toy guy, though. So, well, I mean, I I, I have key issues, you know, like yeah. I, I I collect key issues. Like all my key issues are all Transformers and GI Joes. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, I think the one GI Joe I have, I've got two. I've got the first silent issue from the yeah. '80s, number uh -huh. twenty-one, and then I got the one that. Same issue number that Image put out that Mike Zek did as well. That's a silent issue. Ah, uh, and yeah, those that's, are that, that's, that's actually like one of the next things on my list is um may, maybe for Ultra Star or maybe for Johnny Fantasma. I'm I'm gonna have a a silent little mini comic issue that I'm gonna put along with it. As long as you don't do an Alpha Flight snow scene like John Byrne did, you're good. No, I won't do <laughs> you know that. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll want my money back. I don't mind silent with pictures, but if you're giving me no pictures and word balloons, White pages. it's White a snowstorm. <laughs> I got an issue. All right, guys, everyone, thank you for joining us. We will be back on Wednesday night to talk about uh, Superman Lois episode five, I think. Hmm. Already a five, huh? Is it, five is it, is it, get any, is it, a, is it okay? I saw the first one. It's, it's good. good. It's, it's really it gets good. a little better each week. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. They're stepping yeah, up. Like so. Flash, which is doing that, and and Batwoman, which already went that yeah. way. And Superman, uh, which know, is doing this, that. This one's, this so. one's getting a little bit better. And we got a couple of comic reviews um that we're doing. We both yeah. did uh, read the the bequest that yeah. and we're we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about Spidey's new suit and if we like it or not. And you know, what, the blue and yellow ones, one? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. That's hot, hot garbage. It's like yeah. it, it's like it's like the blue and the yellow push that character back. You like you can't even see it in like a city scene. Right? Yeah, it, it, it's not a it's not a color combo I would have gone with at all. Um <laughs> you know, we touched on it briefly in another show, but basically it's like if your key colors are blue and red, you can pretty much do anything design-wise you want as long as you keep the the core colors because people will recognize it, you know, yeah. but when you go totally to the other side, you're just kind of like, what? Yeah. So, all right, there he goes. Look at that. No, he, yeah. As long as he doesn't woke, go woke. You go broke. That's, that's just right. The way it is. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll see you guys Wednesday night at seven o'clock. So until then, bye everybody. Bye everybody. Thanks for joining. Nice meeting you.